Final four bound, New Orleans. Let's go, Duke. This is the five-point play podcast. AC, very rarely in life you get a second chance of this magnitude. And I feel like for this team, this is what we've wanted ever since that game that you went to in Durham, North Carolina yeah. against UNC. What, what is the team feeling right now? What are you feeling right now? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm jacked up. Bro, I can't, I can't even, like, it's Monday. Like, I can't, I can't feel like this on a Monday. Like, this this game, they need to move the time up to, like, tomorrow or Wednesday because I, I can't deal with this. Like, this is too much. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> go ahead, man. I can't. I'm yeah, no, right it's, now. It's, it's, it's wild. Jack, I mean, you know, the thing is for our team, you AC and I have been saying this for forever. I know we've talked about it on this podcast forever. We don't ever want these two to match up in a Final Four. And now again in the dream scenario, you just got to embrace it now, right? You have to lean into it and just realize that you got to man up. Put your big boy pants on. I I mean, I call it the nightmare scenario myself. I don't want it ever, but it's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, got to go all in at this point. So yeah. go to hell, Carolina, go to hell. <laughs> That's right. Hell, yeah, exactly. IDGAF, baby. I got the shirt on today. It just came in the mail, by the way. Get y'all shirts now. There we go. So, <laughs> Jack, let's get ourselves kind of into Final Four mode here. Did anything happen this week in Duke basketball? Well, let's go to this day. Today's March 28th. Take you back to uh, my home city of Philadelphia. 30 years ago to the day, mm-hmm. March 28th, 92. The Spectrum, Duke versus Kentucky, winner to the Final Four. Jamal Mashburn, 28 points for the Wildcats in 43 minutes. Bobby Hurley, 22 points, 45 minutes. Christian Leitner, 31 points in 43 minutes, 10 for 10 from the floor and the line. Duke won 104-103, and Leitner hit the game winner. I'm sure you know what game I'm talking about at this point. (laughs) This is the 30th anniversary of the shot. If Grant can make the pass, I can make the shot. I mean, yeah. that's my all-time quote yeah. from, from Christian Wagner. It's wild, man. Sure, that sure. whole game is just wild. If you go back and watch it, it's – it's. I mean, it earned the reputation as being one of, if not the greatest college basketball game of all time for a reason because that game is insane. It, it's still, I think, uh, the second most watched college game of all time. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's going to be third after this week. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So, all right, let's talk about uh, this new team. Obviously, two humongous wins against Texas Tech, 78-73 on Thursday night, and then following that right up after, you know, AC, you should have just stuck with your pick here with Arkansas. You yeah. should have stuck with them over Gonzaga, but uh, Duke picks out them, 78-69. You know, it really wasn't that close toward the end. I, I thought, uh, you know, we don't need to go – Kind of game by game, we can kind of just talk about our observations. But right now, AC, just give me your overall thoughts on on how Duke is playing right now. I mean, we're playing tough. Like, and and when you have a talented team that's playing tough, that's uh, yeah, like get get out of here. Like, I, I don't I don't want to hear anything else. Like, this team now where we are going to be the favorites moving forward, and. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that affects the squad. I don't, I don't think that they need any more or extra motivation. I mean, we're we are at the point now where it's it's motivation time. <laughs> like you don't need any extra stuff. So you don't need any extra help from the media. You don't need any extra help from the fans online saying you can't do it and all that. Like it's at this point, like you said, it's time to lean in. It's time to lean in and go. Like this team is playing so well. Like defensively, Jack broke it down. 
last podcast about what we're doing defensively and how we're not switching on the perimeter with the bigs anymore. You saw it work beautifully against Arkansas. So we're beautifully against Texas Tech. Like it's, I mean, we are just, we are playing at a level right now that is, is championship level. I mean, you heard Jason Williams say it on, on ESPN championship level basketball at the moment. And we look better than everyone else in the nation. Yeah, we do. And, and Jack, you know, in terms of Mark Williams, I want to kind of touch on that with, you know, what ACG said there, he is credited against Arkansas for having three blocks, but the amount of shots that he affected at the rim to cause, you know, what would have been layups or dunks was astounding in the second, especially the second half of that game against Arkansas. And I feel like right now with Mark Mann in the middle, not having to go out there and guard on the perimeter, Duke's defense is right where we want it to be. Oh, for sure. I'm very, very okay with uh, with the way Mark's been playing lately, obviously getting po- cooked on the perimeter in the ACC tournament a little bit. Wasn't an issue um, this week against Arkansas or Texas Tech. He He's staying down low. He's blocking and altering a ton of shots. He's grabbing a lot of rebounds. Not to mention on the offensive end, he was 12 for 15 this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like three misses between the two games, all of them coming against Texas Tech is pretty incredible. Yeah, his 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 overall play you see has been fantastic. I really wanted to focus on him first before mm-hmm. getting to uh I thought what was huge against Arkansas is some of the shots that, that AJ was hitting. Because we've said it all here. If AJ's hitting like that, it's gonna be very, very difficult for us to be beaten. Yeah, and he was I mean, he was essentially supplemental. Like what he was doing, he wasn't I mean, he, he had some plays run for him. He was allowed to run the, some of those driving plays, especially on Chris Light. So that was the that was a great thing. Like anybody, when when we knew we were playing Arkansas, that was the first thing that I was like, anybody that gets switched on Chris Light needs to go to work. And for some reason, they kept letting Chris Light get switched on the AJ or straight up coming down the floor. So I'm like, uh, I don't know why you would do that. But that was a terrible decision. <laughs> go ahead, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but that's probably not your best move, Muscleman. But he wanted to blame the rust and stuff anyway, so that's yeah. Instead of poor coaching, so that's fine. But yeah, I, I don't I mean, even. I, 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 I don't even want to give credence to it. Like I don't even want to talk about you know the the, the complaining. I want to focus on what we're doing because right now, you know, ever you said it earlier. Like everybody is now all of a sudden on the Duke bandwagon. I'm sorry, the the, the train has already moved on. This mm-hmm. is a nonstop trip. We are not taking any more any more passengers. Although I will say, I found out the Duke is. Chartering three flights uh, to New Orleans, so it's going to be a zoo. Um, yeah. But you know, Wendell Moore, I thought his leadership was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's playing great uh, defensively; he's playing well. He's leading by example. And then we talked about it last week, and I really want to focus again on Jeremy Roach and Paulo. I feel like they've been the two best players that we've had. They got rewarded. Uh, Paulo is the most outstanding player of the West Region, and Jeremy made the uh, first team. So mm-hmm. I feel like those two right now are just playing at a different level than they have all year and not saying something for a guy like Paulo. And shouts to Mark, too, because he was also in that first team with him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, no, that the starting five right now is set. The starting five is really good at the moment. And I think Trevor just has to – I think he just has to find his way. Like, he, you saw in the Arkansas game, he played pretty well. Like, it wasn't like he played bad. And it's not like he's been playing bad. He's still been playing defense. He's still been hustling. He's still, still been doing those things. It's just – at, at times, he's needed to be the one sitting, and and it's worked for us so far. So, coming up in the final four, though, we're gonna it's like a good Trevor is going to be something that is very helpful for us, especially against especially against UNC because of how they got on the perimeter and 
the things we can do in terms of switching and everything else, you know, a good Trevor will be, that needs a good Saturday for us. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Trevor, I thought, um, I, again, he's, he shot at the end of the first half, the three. Mm-hmm. That was a huge shot, Jack. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was a momentum-changing shot. Not that they were losing momentum, but you get a shot like that to, to extend a double-digit lead, that's huge. I knew Duke was winning the game when that shot went in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's basically all I have to say there. I knew that. that was... <laughs> no, I'm, no, I appreciate it. I mean, you keep it short and simple when it's that easy. Uh, I think, you know, overall, though, uh, you know, Coach K has been awesome to watch him. He's making adjustments, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's going to the zone against Texas Tech. Uh, he mixed it in again against Arkansas. Love the fact that the team, he, you know, I was reading a piece today uh, in the Athletic about uh, the timeout that he called uh, when Arkansas, you know, comes it down to five. He calls the timeout, sits everybody down, and just stares at each and every one of our players in the face, in the eyes, doesn't need to say anything before going into, you know, kind of, kind of the Coach K, chewing him out a little bit. But kind of what he's been doing here is refocusing his team when the odd chance uh, that has happened in this tournament is, is needed. But he's also pulling the right strings, X's and O's wise. And I feel like I'm not saying he's going to pull a Tom Brady here, but to watch him kind of go out this way, go into the Final Four and making all the right moves coaching wise, uh, it's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's making so many adjustments that he hasn't made all season. You know, at various at various moments, I think he's he is now he's using this platform to just leave it all on the floor, which I love. I love that you know he's, he's asking his players to do it, and he's also doing it as a coach because he's leaving no stone unturned at this point. We we changed the starting lineup going into the tournament. We moved to zone against two teams in a weekend that really you know it, it dictated that those two teams needed to have zone played against them the way they play offense. Like we're we're doing a lot of things that Kay typically doesn't do. He's you know he's changed the defense going into the tournament like yeah like, we don't need like for all those people like january february like clearly we don't need january february like at least with k like k is he's one of those guys that we've done this we've practiced and worked on this all season so now you're just seeing him use these things all now at once so it's it's it's, it's a master class in coaching really yeah you started to hear that term thrown around quite a bit i do want to touch on jeremy roach and some of the clutch shots and the clutch clutch plays that he made at the end of that Texas Tech game, without him, we're not moving on, Jeff. Oh, no, not at all. Between Michigan State and Texas Tech, Jeremy was like, what, 100% from the field in the last five minutes of the game? (laughs) It's absurd. Absolutely absurd. But he's he's been the catalyst in those close games. He just goes takeover mode. He hits his shots, and it ends with Duke winning. Mm Mm-hmm. Even this yeah. game against Arkansas, when he had that drive and and one on Jalen Williams, and then stares him down, and he's as he goes flying into the crowd under the basket <laughs> like that, it was like yo, this dude is on a different level right now, man. He he really is, and and I love uh, at the you know when they interviewed Paulo, you know after the game against Texas Tech, it's he's been on point guard all year, mm-hmm. and it's, this is nothing new for us. He's on point guard all year, and I feel like that kind of mentality. You know, it's not just lip service, and it does give even more confidence into your teammate. Uh, and I think this—I just can't say enough about what Paulo has been doing th- th- this entire tournament. He deserves all the praise that I can heap on him, and I hope that he's got two more left in him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been a leader. 
He's been a leader by example. He's been communicating on the floor. He's been playing ball on both ends. He's been crushing on O and on D. Like, I mean, I mean, most outstanding play, player of the region, well deserved, well deserved because I mean, he's 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 balled out. He's I I can't yeah I mean I, I really speechless with how he's been playing, man. You can't say anything else that hasn't been said about him. <laughs> how much, uh, Jack? How much is Theo John looking forward to this matchup? One more time against you and see on Saturday. <laughs> After what Baycott did against Baylor, I, I'm very excited to see what he tries to do to Theo. Yeah. That's all I really have to say. Yeah, back, back to luck to him. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't even, like, you know, most podcasts, we kind of have, like, an idea of what our five topics are. It's just kind of one of those ones now where we have to, just look at everything that we've witnessed basically over the last four days and kind of take it all in. Because when I watched this new team for the first time, I guess, since the loss against UNC at home, AC, I feel like we aren't going to lose. I feel like we are destined to win. And I know that every team that is in the Final Four can usually have that, uh, especially from a fan's perspective. But I, I can back it up with the stats that I'm watching and the fact that you know, what, what were you at? 72% in the second half against mm-hmm. the number one ranked defense uh, in Texas Tech. Yep. Uh, we, we we did it against Arkansas. We stretched that thing out to, to, to 18 points and we're in cruise control with five or six minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last five minutes that we saw against Michigan State, this is a team that's showing me that th- there's nothing that they haven't faced all year that hasn't pre- prepared them for this moment. And they're taking everything in stride and they're continuing to get better. And that's the one thing I love to see. Yeah. It's, and it's what, it's what, you know, we've kind of mentioned it before throughout the season is that this team can play any style of ball. And it's so true because we, we have played every style, like between our non-conference and all the different teams in the ACC, we, we played so many different styles this year. And we even kind of mentioned the last month or so we played essentially played in the final four, like three or four times because you had the, between the atmosphere that was going on down at Cameron for the UNC game, followed up with the ACC tournament, followed up with how the teams played against us in the ACC tournament. And then, I mean, really, like each region, Kay looks at each region like a Final Four or each, each little section in the tournament like a Final Four. We've been essentially playing in the Final Four for the last month. We are the most prepared team in the nation, and it looks like it. Like, we look the best out there. We are playing the best. We are we had the hardest path. Everybody wants to say how easy our path is. Get the fuck out of here. Give me a break. Like that is like, no, it's all just, that is right. Time out, time out, time out. You want to talk about having the easiest path? Yeah. Let's talk about a team that faced an overseeded nine, yeah. a one without its two leading scorers, an, a, Get him, Jack. a four, Get a him, four Jack. with a leading scorer playing on two sprained ankles, him, and then a 15 seed. I mean, yeah, I mean, and not only that, but I, I do want to say that like, I don't want to, you know, fuck it. I, I'm just going to say, say it. It didn't look, they didn't look good against UCLA. They should have lost that game. And UCLA yep. stinks. Yep. Baylor, they fucking crapped to bed once Manic went out. And they almost lost, what, a 25-point lead? Mm-hmm. And then they even the St. Peter, St. Peter sucks. I mean, I, was, I know everybody loves the Cinderella story, whatever. They're not good. It was a horrible game. You know, they're not good either. So, yeah, you know, congratulations. You made it. You got. You can only do what you can do is play people in front of you. But get yeah. the fuck out of here yeah. in terms of, you know, your fucking path. You didn't play shit. Good. Let them know, man. Let I'm them know. I'm serious. Fuck it. Lean into it. 
Lean into it. That's the whole point. Lean into it. You know, it's like I've, I've read some of these things on Twitter, AC, that like, oh, I didn't want this matchup, so I'm going to put all my money on UNC so I can at least hedge. That way I win either way. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck it. Yeah. Buy in or sell out. Which one are you going to be? Buy in yeah. to this team. Buy the fuck in. Yes. If you want to fucking sell out, then then don't play for UNC. Don't, don't root for them. Go fucking root for Kansas. <laughs> like, just get the fuck out of here. Buy the fuck in. Yeah, the the, players, the players are. The players are. Let's go, IBGAF. It's the movement. Join in. It's time to join in because we don't care. We don't care. Whoever you put in front of us, we don't care. This team is too good. We don't care. It's over. Like, stop. Like, no playing. Like, this is beautiful. The fact that we are here in the Final Four, we get to do this now. Like, we get to do this. Po- like, the po- we get to do the podcast in the Final Four, baby. This is the first year we've been able to do this since we started it. Like, this is beautiful, man. Like, enjoy this ride, dog. I, 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 can't, I can't get that mentality of uh I, I i get it man if you live in north carolina i understand that like okay you're, you're gonna have a tough tough life if something happens like the worst case scenario happens but it's not like don't worry chill like we're good you have we have k preparing for unc for a week with no games with his team playing the best basketball they've played all season and like who do you like hubert or k like who do you trust more in that situation i i feel like that's rhetorical right it is, uh, you know, and, and the other thing, Jack, is that, you know, I just think, let's just go back to playing on paper now, right? So let's talk about these two teams and how they match up, and, and we'll give our predictions, obviously. But just looking at it, where do we need to focus our attention? Obviously, you know, Manic is the guy that he can just shoot the lights out, give him credit where credit's due. Just kind of, my feeling is kind of stick to him like glue and just play straight up from there and we should win this game, you know, double digits. I think so. Yeah. You got, you got the backcourt with Davis and love versus Roach and more. I think Duke wins that on the defensive end. Pretty handily. I mean, yeah. Love loves to put up his shots. Davis has been hitting a lot lately, but come on. (laughs) Honestly. Look, uh, and I think they will, AC, I think they will put uh, Leaky Black on Paolo, but. Let him. Yeah. I'm, I'm that puts sure AJ will. on, Man- or Manic on AJ, right? Yeah. And, and you know, shouts to Hubert. The game in Cameron, he put Leaky on AJ, actually. And then they kind of, they kind of funneled the middle. So that, that kept Paolo from being able to attack the way he wanted to, even though early on he was getting whatever bucket he wanted. Right. That, that was the thing. That okay. second, the second half when we kind of started kind of faltering a little bit, they, they almost, almost went triangle and two, not quite, but they did keep Leaky on AJ probably that entire game. And I, I would assume they're going to do the same thing again this time. Honestly, I think they're going to put Leaky on. They're going to shot. They're going to give it a shot. They won with it last time. They're going to give it a shot. I just, it's not going to work the way that they expect it to work because Paulo is on a mission right now. <laughs> like, this dude is, he's playing, he's playing beyond what anybody is playing in the nation. And, and we still have Mark Williams. Like, what are you going to do? Cause Mark is going to, Mark's going to get his shot this time. Like he's going to get his chances this time. He didn't really get his chances in Cameron. Kay knows, like, he knows how good Mark is. He knows his bed's made with Mark right now. And the quickest path to Baycott being on the bench is to get Mark Williams shots because he's going to be in foul trouble if they do and Jack, you know, the, the irony here is that they throw up a bazillion threes and we right now, we're not throwing up a bazillion threes and we aren't playing within the flow of our offense and we're taking the shots that we want to take. And I think before we got in a habit, 
many times of settling for for bad shots and you know a lot of ball stopping you know offense. Right now, you know, yeah, Caleb Love had that humongous second half against UCLA, who again stinks. Uh, but he, you know, he hit him. Good for him. Uh, but a lot of those shots are contested. You know, threes from deep. Uh, I can live with that, especially in a dome. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not really worried, especially. I don't know. I just, I feel like if one guy goes off for Carolina, that's not going to be enough. They're going to have to have multiple guys go off. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to have four dudes hit 20 points for them. That's what yeah. happened last time. That's, that's, just, yeah, gonna that's the back only back. way they're going to win. Yeah. Dudes have, dudes have multiple ta- uh, moments in that game against UNC where they should have pulled away and stretched out the lead. And it was a stupid turnover or a dumb shot, things like that. And we've completely cleaned all that up. I, I just, I don't know. You see, give me some other reason why I just logically should be extremely worried. Like I see 95% of Duke Nation right now. There's like, there's no, that's the thing. There's no good reason to be worried. Like the, I guess the good reason to be worried is because it's a tournament. And if anybody loses, it's the last game of the season. And it would suck to lose the UNC, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. If you want to be worried about that, be worried about that. But a competitor does not go into the game like, Oh, I hope we don't lose this. Like, no, like be a competitor right now. Like the positive vibes have been working for Duke Nation. The week I was so proud of Duke Nation the week leading up to the Texas Tech game because all you saw across the board were fans like rounding together, like circling the wagons, everybody's picking against us. But and that, like now we're not gonna have that luxury. Now we are the favorite. Like we are the actual right. favorite of this game and of this tournament. And now is the time for us to just act like it, man. Like we don't need to do anything cute against UNC. We don't need to do anything special against UNC. We need to go out and bury them early. And and because they're weak-minded. The minute you start burying them, they're toast. Like, they they start losing it. Like, you saw at the end of Baylor, when they were losing that lead, how quickly their demeanor changed and everything else. All the celebrating was gone. All the all the wolfing to the crowd that Caleb Love does was gone. He fouled out. Like, he was dribbling off his foot. Like, all that stuff was gone. R.J. Davis is the one who, who single-handedly saved that game for them. And he's the one that we really need to make sure – he and Brady Manic are the ones we need to put our focus on. Baycott's going to get his inefficient points in the paint. It's going to happen. It is what it is. But as long as we take care of the other things off the ball, and we're doing that right now defensively. So I, I like where we are. Yeah, the, the other thing there, Jack, I think is that they have no depth. You know, once they get past their six players, the, their minds, they may as well be walk-ons coming in for them. It, it just, I know, we, I know we don't go deep either, but R7 is, is much better than theirs. Our six is much better than theirs. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I like that, too. So we can get them in foul trouble. That that goes well for us. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think I think foul trouble is going to be big because, really, Baycott or Manic in foul trouble and what is Dontre's style is going to come in and, like, hold his own? Is he? Honestly? No. Is Kerwin Walton going to come in and play good defense? The return of Kerwin Walton, no way. <laughs> there's, there's no way. I honestly forgot he was on the team. He was playing a little bit at the end of the game against St. Peter's. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could have going to come save the day? No. That was a horrible game, by the way. It was just a horrible game. Oh, maybe they bring uh, Dawson Garcia back and he saves him. God. Maybe that's what they were laughing about when I asked him about Dawson in the uh, press conference. Like, this seems a joke, dog. Like, nah. Like, no. This is not the UNC team to be worried about. It's not. It's not. Like, the game in Cameron, if you know, if the rumors are true about us not practicing beforehand, having just like one walkthrough, like 
so be it, man. Like, whatever. Like, throw that game out of your mind. Remember what we did to them in UNC. We forced right. them to take the two-point shots Jack was pointing out. Jack was pointing out how bad they are at two-point shots. They're still horrible at long twos. Forced them into those shots. Forced Manic off of those screens because he's going he's gonna to get the screen set for him on those weak sides off the screen or for Baycott. So he's going to have those looks. So we can't let him have the catch. Like, don't let him have the catch. Cut that catch off completely. You cut the catch off, he's not doing anything else. Like, he's not hurting us down low. R.J. Davis, he might get some of his drives here and there, maybe. But we got to focus on staying, in front of, staying ahead of him and taking his options away so that we funnel him to the sides we want him on, man. Funnel him down to Mark. Mark is going to be a big factor this game on offense and on defense. He's been a big factor every game because yeah. he is arguably the best big man in the country. Mm-hmm. And all the guys that, you know, first team All-Americans and, you know, Walker Kesslings of the world that are the better, you know, shot blockers, they're all sitting at home and they're all watching Mark Williams. Yes, sir. He is the best big player, big man in the country right now. And he's going to he's going to make his imprint on this game. And I think he's looking at shots. Yeah. Yeah. And his free throw shooting, like our team, the team's free throw shooting has been incredible. Like all of it, man. We are in a good spot and we have a week. Once again, we have a full week to prepare for UNC. Yep. Good fucking luck. Um, well, there is another game uh, in the Final Four, believe it or not. It is Villanova and Kansas. Kansas, you know, I think on paper is the best matchup against us. Uh, a lot of that has to do, I think, uh, with Villanova. I think it's awful that Moore got hurt the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that really is uh, a big blow to them. Uh, and so I do expect Kansas to win this game. Uh, AC, what should we be looking for in uh, the Kansas uh, going over again? I mean, it's a battle of styles. You have you have kind of the typical the two big man system with with Kansas with Lightfoot with with McCormick subbing in and out for each other and playing with each other at the same time. Occasionally, pause and so you have those two set up. Nova. The one thing that we heard from the scrimmage with Duke earlier in the season was how the size affected Nova. So that's that is going to be something that affects them, especially with more out. They are going to be affected by how big Kansas can be out there on the floor. Jalen Wilson's a big wing uh, wing perimeter defender, plus he can defend down low a little bit. You have you know Braun, you have uh, uh, Baji, who is he's a really good player. Felt like that for the last four years, three years, however long he's been in college now. <laughs> Kansas is the king of guys sticking around for twelve years, so. They keep that loophole going, but yeah, no, nah, it's just, these guys are good, man. Like, let's like Kansas is a good team. Nova is a good team. I really think it's going to be closer than it seems with Nova and Kansas with more out. Like Jay Wright does have a system where it, it's almost like that, that stuff they use on ships where it, there's a, a breach in the hole or whatever. It just kind of fills the crack in. They kind of have that same thing going for them. So you're going to see what's his name. Dixon, I think, is going to – or Daniels is going to fill in that role for them. So, you know, they'll be good. They'll, you know, we'll be good if if they can play the way they normally play. I honestly think they can beat Kansas. I, I'm not impressed by Kansas. I'm really not. Bozzi's had a good season, but, I mean, Remy Martin doesn't scare me with them. Braun certainly doesn't scare me with them. He's he's like the – he's the guard version of Drew Timmy. All he does is celebrate. Like, he's, he's a horrible player. <laughs> Like I, I really do think if Nova can if they can if they can come up with a good game plan and good prep this week, I honestly think Nova can beat Kansas. Yeah, Jack. I mean, you know more about the Villanova than anybody here. Um, you know, does Jay Wright? You know, pick the right game plan to uh, to take out the Jayhawks. The one thing that you can guarantee is that he's going to attack Kansas, and he's going to. It's going to be a very well coached game for the Wildcats. 
from there, I'm not necessarily sure talent-wise if Nova's going to have enough or size-wise to beat Kansas, like AC said. But just, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect without more because he's been such a big part of their games then. Mm-hmm. I will say I, I do expect a little bit more Chris Archidiak, and now I expect a little bit more of Brian Antoine, who was a five-star recruit a couple of years ago. Yeah. Who, you know, we hard, man. I wanted to get it so bad. I, I wanted to get him too. I remember that. I feel bad for him, honestly. He, But I think I do think he can be an effective player for them. Yeah. Just like filling in for more a little bit, just give them that size because he's like 6'8", six, 6'8", eight, mm-hmm. six, eight wing player. That being said, though, I, I do think I think McCormick's going to be too much for them in light foot. Just oh, it's not even a backcourt thing. Uh, it's it's size. It. That's that's it. I'm not I wouldn't be mad if we played if we played Novi. I think Duke matches up better, like more favorably. If if Jay is going to take advantage of McCormick, he's going to have to make him run like he's going to have to play a faster pace. And he likes to play with the squad in particular, I feel like. I don't think they that's, can just that's do this. what concerns me. Yeah, I don't think they can do this fifty-point game thing and win. I think they, they need can. to they need to push this game into the seventies for them, which is that's a quick pace for them. And the way they play D and some of the other things that they do, they're not going to turn the ball over for Kansas. So Kansas is not going to be able to take care of that. Like, like McCormick, I like that guy. Like, ah, <laughs> like he pisses me off because he's another one. It's like, like what nothing that he does looks good. He just he is in the right place at the right time. He's shoving bodies around down low. He's going to foul out like. He like he always does. So I, I he is he's but he's absolutely gonna be a factor because you gotta take that advantage. But again, like for a week of prep, I trust Jay Wright over over Bill Salt, even without more. All right, so I, let's get let's get a prediction on the book then. AC, what do you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kansas is losing that game and I'm gonna say Nova wins it. I mean, let's go 72-61. Oh wow. Yeah. I think they're going to win it with three throws down the stretch going away. Wow, okay. Uh, Jack, what do you got? I think Kansas wins. I think it's going to be about like 68 to 61. Yeah, I got uh, Kansas winning this game as well. I do think that the, the more injury uh, is going to really, you know, kind of put a damper on uh, the Nova Final Four experience. Give me 72 to 64. I think that's what it's going to be. All right, let's shift our gears here. AC, after the last year, 2020, 2021, we didn't make the tournament. We had all kinds of no, no fans in Cameron. Mm-hmm. The transfers, the, the Jalen Johnson situation, mm-hmm. you name it. It was, it was, you know, Kay announcing his retirement. You know, what, when is going to happen? A lot of people were down on Duke. Uh, yeah. It's understandable. And they had to go back, AC, and pull the old Seth Rollins, didn't they? They had to redesign. <laughs> yep. They had to rebuild. And now we are two games away from reclaiming what is rightfully ours. In the Final Four, lean into the fact that we have another chance at UNC. It wouldn't have been the same if we were playing St. Peter's. Everybody knows it. You have to rise up for this one, AC. Who do we have winning? Duke, UNC, part Trey. Duke, it's not even a game. Duke's winning this game. Give me the score at, give me the score at like 80 to, 80 to 70. UNC is going to compete. They will compete. They are, they are good enough to compete. 80 to 70, still beating them by double digits and still showing them that, you know, you guys are, you guys are second place right now. You guys are second dog to us. Like we are the, we are the lead dog right now. Yeah, I, I think this team is just on a mission. I think that, you know, we're not going to be scared. We're hungry. Every single round that we've been in so far, 
we have used some sort of motivation to our disposal. Like we, we, we've been able to use it. And now you can't get it. You can't ask for any bigger motivation. You get the ultimate revenge. This is the ultimate revenge. And I think that we use it. I think UNC will make a couple runs to make it a little bit more nerve wracking than we'd like it to be. But I still think we found a way to win this game, Jack. 80 to 74. I'm going to give you the last word. I was going to say 83-76 is my prediction. Obviously, got Duke winning. Um, mm-hmm. I think Baycott's going to be Baycott. Manic is going to. Yeah, basically <laughs> triple B. Manic is going to be a factor. Love is not. I think it's going to be competitive, obviously, but I I think Duke pulls it out in the end, and K ends his career against Carolina with a 51 and 49 record. And a win in the final four, which is the biggest one. Like that's the only one. That really, honestly, is the only one that matters after this, right? It's the, it's the, it's the holy grail. Yeah. It's the holy grail. I mean, that's the thing. It's just you just own it. Just yeah. own it. This, that's what this is, and the players know it. We know it. Coach K knows it. You know, and, and that's just what that is. And and so let's go ahead and give these predictions then for the national championship. We all have Duke in the national championship. Mm-hmm. I have them against Kansas. Uh, I, I just again, I find this to be the storybook ending that, that we all want, and especially after last year. Uh, it's just through everything that we've gone through, I feel like this is Coach K's swan song. We're going to find a way, uh, 82 to 78, to beat Kansas in the national championship on Monday night. And you see, what do you got? I got us going against Nova at the moment, so I'll stick with that. And Jay Ridge have he has a week to prepare for Kansas, which is great but he has a day to prepare for K. We saw him a nice way to book in the season because we started our season with them in the scrimmage and we get to finish our season with them again. And I think we win the way that they said we won in the scrimmage. I think it's going to be 82 to 72, 82, 72. Give me the like the old Arizona score. National title, <laughs> yeah. K walks off, baby. Yeah, I love it. And, and AC, uh, Jack and I both had chances and I, I picked them because K won his first National Championship against Kansas. I think he's going to win his last one. Jack, what's our score? 72-65. That ring a bell? Yes, sir. Uh, look what you're doing. I love it, Jack. Yes, sir. Absolutely love it. This is it. This is it, boys. Time to buy in. Buy in on this team. Buy in on this program. Buy in on this brotherhood. I-D-G-A-F-A-C. Close it out. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, baby. I-D-G-A-F. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the 5 Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. 5 Point Play podcast. Let's code Duke.